0: Sports Joe presents the GAA Hour. Hey, okay, you're all very welcome to the show. Um, we have loads to get through today after a brilliant bank holiday weekend, so we'll get straight into it. Lead is only one place to start, I suppose, really, and it's up in uh, Derry. A disappointing one, obviously, for yourself as a Tyrone man, uh, but Derry's winning streak continues. They're, they're two out of two. Their first uh, Division I campaign since 2015, but um, Sean Kavanagh is not going overboard on him. He says he'd he'd urge a note of caution. It is round two of the league. He th- he wonders, is it a little bit premature? So what what do you think? Uh, is it?
1: I, I think it's funny because Mickey Hart maybe would have been putting things up in the dressing rooms with Tarun to wind Sean Kavanagh up to get him up for a game. And now he'll be sticking Sean Kavanagh's quotes up That's and true. putting them out, you know. Um, no, do you know what? Sean, Sean's actually got a, it's a fair enough point in the sense that like, Yeah, it is still the league and it still is January. And after last year, nobody's um, blowing too hard about just what league form really means. Um, But at the same time, you just got to give them credit. The fact that they're so good, so sharp, so early in the year. You know, how can that be anything but a good thing? You know, all this here about peaking and um, they're going to run out of steam and stuff. Like I haven't seen Derry run out of steam in about three years. Um, I think they're very impressive. They get stronger and stronger every single year and now they are getting a bit of a break you know uh, next weekend so they'll come back with uh, a little bit of freshness as well so it's it's a much of nothingness really um, Derry won't be too worried I think of, of what Sean thinks but I, I do take his point in that like yeah they beat Jerome but it's it's not it's not the Ulster Championship yet you know
0: yeah um, I suppose that's the thing like and it was interesting Davy Burke the Roscommon manager he was talking after their game and he was kind of making the point that regardless of who you're missing, he says, you know the trap people fall into. Who are you missing? Who are you missing? What is actually the difference between A and B? Galway are missing five or six or Scalman are missing four or five. Are they all going to come back and save the day? I find that difficult when people talk about who we're missing. I'm happy enough with who I have. Mm. Um, Obviously, like you could name out the Tyrone boys and who they're missing uh, and it does make a difference. Like that, they're missing key players, and there's lads playing for them who are making, you know, their debuts, Mm -hmm. a a lot of them. Um, But at the same time, Derry ha- probably have a full strength team like. yeah like, um, who are they
1: waiting on to come back really
0: yeah so it's kind of a hard one to read into like this is That's like it. the story of the league though like yeah, but Mickey basically Hart, always Mickey Hart said that after the
1: game himself I thought he actually sounded more like the True manager after the match <clears> he was like Drew were missing a lot of players but you know the young lads that were out there got 70 minutes under their belt and it'll do them a lot of good you know going into the future and stuff but uh now, that's it. Now, we were missing a, a lot of players, right? And, and who they really missed was Colin Kilpatrick, which was annoying because he's actually not injured. You know, the rest of them are injured. Um, Peter Hart was a big miss as well after the win last weekend. And Colin Kilpatrick's uh, red card never got overturned. I was surprised by that. Um, he obviously works as like a foiled Brian Kennedy, who I still thought was, was pretty good. He scored a brilliant point in the second half, but it's sort of just leaving too much for him in, in the middle of the park. And with that wind and kickouts being such a big factor in the game, missing calm was just huge and then obviously you throw in the likes of like Connor Myler, Cahal McShane, um, I see Matty Donnelly was there which is good to see uh, that he's still been in and around the squad. Maybe his return isn't as, uh, or hopefully, isn't as long as we thought it would be. But yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm you know, what I will say about it was when I think about the winning and losing of that match and the players that stood up or didn't stand up or whatever way you want to call it, it was the more experienced players in Jerome that maybe didn't have the best game in the world. Like right. I thought Shawnee O'Donnell uh, it's only He's lively, second. isn't he? He was brilliant. I thought he was a real spark, and he was always trying to make things happen. He scored two excellent points in the second half when Tyrone looked like they just they couldn't shoot for the life of them. You know, it, it was mm. the more experienced. Darmakari is straight back, and so that's his first game this year, really. Uh, so it's hard to get your your bearings and stuff, and then um, with the wind and whatever as well. And Darcanavil was obviously quiet compared to last week, and then he played midweek for. University Ulster, didn't he? He did. And Sigerson, did. whether or not you know that had an impact so close after the the it Ross definitely Common did, game, like I'd say, yeah. And the
0: same, Rory was playing as well. Mm-hmm. I was actually at that game, and they were buzzing around the place. It was in Grange Gorman there against Tod, and you know they were both like buzzing around the place, on fire, yeah. really, especially Dara, and he was just looked different man yesterday and or on Sunday. Um, that can obviously happen, but one thing I would say is the wind was absolutely crazy in that mm. match, like, and yeah. Tyrone missed so many shots just because the wind was, like, it was. I'd say it was nearly impossible to kick into.
1: Yeah, um, well, they, they played first better. Kick weight,
0: actually. Yeah, they the played, weight, of the wind was nearly the problem. Yeah,
1: both teams played better against the wind,
0: which yeah. I thought was strange. Because how do you shoot when it's kind of blow It seems to be blowing across the field. Yeah,
1: because yeah. uh, Dar took a free kick in the second half, to be fair, so that's <clears throat> that, that was with the wind. Um, and just whatever way he lined it up, it, it curled all the way around. You know, it, 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 yeah. it was cut, cutting in across, like it was. It was just really tricky. Um, Derry obviously handled it better. Uh, it w- wouldn't play a massive part in it but you know what I mean sure like you can't blame it you know? yeah. <laughs> like uh, on the day the, the Derry had a better team out and, and they won because they were the better team but uh, uh, it's definitely not panic stations for Tyrone. and just on that point with the Sigurdsson not to go full calm O'Rourke on this sort of but do you think there's anything in being said of I would imagine that like college level is a fair bit le- less than uh, county level mm probably high club level because you're playing with some absolutely oh, brilliant good, players I'd say
0: it's a good bit higher than club level yeah like. well it is but like, well I mean, not maybe at the very top of club level but the
1: because they leg, don't yeah. train together that much and yeah. stuff you know and, and it's like it's just a bit of a collection of the best players who are thrown in there's a bit of an all stars feel to it you know um, do you think because like the likes of Rory and Dara they would have got so much space and freedom and then because they're on fire and they're getting every ball and everything's going over you're nearly doing more running and working harder and not even realising it in a college game yeah and then, like you getting that all into the legs, and then you go into uh, the county set up with, especially against like a, a Mickey Hart Dairy team, do you yeah. know, where yeah. they're you're going to shut you down, yeah. and suddenly you don't even have half a yard of space, like a mo- hard transitional. No. It
0: is. It's hard. It's hard to say, like, but you could just tell by Derek Hanovan especially like mm. he was flying it in the Sigursson game, and he just didn't look to be flying it yeah. the other night, like just didn't seem to be moving as fast and the shots were the wind obviously played its part yeah. uh, in that as well one thing I'm sick of is hearing about Mickey Hart being asked how, how different is it facing against Throne and not managing Throne like last week it was about managing Derry is it like how unique is this and now it's about facing your own county Like, and I'd say he's so sick of answering the same question himself yeah. as well
1: yeah that's it I we're not going to get anything more out of him Did he you says know, the like, same thing
0: it? he says like I have made my yeah. peace with it
1: but what do what they want him to say? <laughs> you know, like you know what? You're right. I won't be dairy manager. Just throws the hat off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and
0: he's like, it's a, it's the game has kind of come on and this is it. Yeah. Get used to it, like and people need to. I think.
1: I I think so too. Yeah. I mean, like it's always going to be an extra narrative when he's playing Jerome. But yeah. um, at, at this stage, like it, it's all done and dusted, and and you know it'll, it'll come up again. You know, if they meet maybe an Ulster or in the oh, in the, the round robin stages or or whatever. But it's just another way of filling column inches really isn't
0: it his son is on TGC mm-hmm. and he was he was good um, they asked him about it straight away of course and he was like you know Mickey's after giving his whole life to Tyrone uh, in 2020 Tyrone got rid of him like yeah yeah. so that's basically it like yeah. and Mickey. was well, that, that's why it. I never think so, too it's like, not like
1: he left and went because he felt like oh, I'm just going to go off to somewhere better because yeah. I can do better you know he never wanted to leave Tyrone and Tyrone wanted rid of him and you know I, I've been sitting in the stands watching in the last 20 years and always surrounded by there's always a cohort of thrown fans that didn't want Mickey there yeah. for a long time and I never really understood it and sort of like well careful what you wish for <laughs>
0: yeah uh, Connor Glass is going off into the sun yes. uh, which is well deserved probably not too close to the sun
1: he's like me <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah I didn't want to say it like yeah, I can. I can
1: say it yeah it was, <laughs> us gingers we can stick together <laughs> um, he'll have the, the factor 50 on and uh, getting a well deserved rest because if ever a man deserved a rest it's him
0: absolutely uh, he got a great goal uh, probably he admitted that it yeah. wasn't uh, even though after the goal he was kind of doing the rash for it yeah I, what
1: was that I don't really <laughs> know that's what made me think he did
0: yeah. off his lane but he, um, he didn't so no he didn't he's the man of the moment and Cormac Murphy he was given man of the match presented mm-hmm. it by uh, Conor Glass and he uh, he definitely, he deserved it and he, he looks like a great find for Derry, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, he's unbelievable. He's just so direct. He loves to take a man on. Like, we talk about these line breakers and last week I think it was, you know, and we mentioned players like, you know, Garth McKillis or Jack McCaffrey, uh, Paddy Durkin, but um, they usually keep players like that back in the sense, as in, the deep in, in deeper positions on the field like that, the half back line <coughs> cornerback even maybe and um, that way they'll get the full drive of the whole pitch in front of them yeah and um, but it's just so refreshing to see an actual forward like that again you know who gets the ball back to goal and um once they get uh the ball into their hands their first instinct is to go taking this fella on and going for it uh i thought he i thought he was really excellent like it just make you wonder like because i think uh he he's not 17 18. Or no, he was won. a minor
0: in twenty seventeen.
1: Yeah, so what what age is he now, like twenty three?
0: Twenty 24, yeah. You
1: know, like I mean, he's been about and he's a Mar man, so they've been in got I think two county finals in the last yeah. handful of years. Um so he's and they won one in twenty nineteen. So he's been there. Everyone could clearly see what what he's uh, capable of. I just wonder why he wasn't in. Um yeah, maybe so is we, it a case of just not being
0: fancied? Yeah, the boys mightn't have fancied him or maybe he's just after improvement. He's very strong, isn't he? Mm, yeah. He, he reminds me, like, he's like Stephen O'Hanlon and um the new wing forward for Monaghan, his name escapes you now at the minute. McNulty? He, no, Sorry. the won the penalty last week. I uh, can't think of him now at the minute, but he just goes for it, goes straight mm-hmm. at it. And Derry needed a lad like him, didn't they, like?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Even, like, I, I actually think he will start. I mean, it'll, it'll be hard to drop him now, uh, but... Even imagine having him on the bench to spring off something that Derry really didn't have. You know, when the game got late and got stretched, Derry always seemed like they were struggling to look to their bench to bring someone on that was actually going to yeah. make a difference and make them better. You know, they always seemed like they were maybe going to get a little bit worse as the game uh, developed. But exactly. If you're going to hold a player like him back, or the fact that he's starting means that a quality player is now going to probably be on the bench. Um, I, I I think it's great. Now I, I can't wait to watch him without my thrown eyes on and, and be afraid of them, you know yeah, because yeah. I love watching players like that but every time he got the ball I was like watching like through my own fingers really because yeah. he was he was <coughs> devastated wasn't he
0: um, that was Michael Hamill the oh, monin lad who I, I was talking about Um, yeah Derry I suppose just last thing on them that they missed a lot of goal chances I'd say they'd be upset about that especially early on like yeah you know, they were running through there and so many times there was passes on and lads didn't see it Mm-hmm or gave the wrong pass. Conor Doherty was true one time and nobody saw him and he was bowling like. yeah. Um, call, but call. look, they scored a lot of goals last year, didn't they? And they were always good to get goals. So yeah. it's probably nothing to worry about. No, no, definitely stage.
1: nothing to worry about too. Um, when you're playing against the wind too, uh, you tend to carry the ball a little bit further. So goal yeah. chances sometimes open up. I actually thought Tyrone maybe got the best goal chance in the first half. Um, young fella, Donaghy was through oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it he was a great that. it's a great ball by Rory Canada yeah. I think he, he slotted in it was maybe it was his you know it was the best thing he got involved with the whole match mm. Is the most space he <clears> nearly got Um, he probably should have done a little bit better he, he went to just sort of it was a good save by Orrin Lynch in fairness you got yeah. to give him uh, credit for that but just, just on Rory and on Cormac Murphy I thought it was interesting both of them played number 11 I think the centre half forward position is just a, an observation people don't know what to do with it anymore they don't know who plays in that role? Like, when you think of half forwards, half-backs, you think of the workers and you hopefully get a score and whatever. Your inside forwards are ball-winners. Your half-backs, especially like centre-half-back, even cornerbacks there are always people that can drive out of defence. Um, what's the centre-half-forward now? Because in Toronto, I can't tell you who the centre-half-forward is, genuinely. It was, it was Peter Hart last week. Last year, Michael O'Neill, for a good while. They tried playing Matty Donnelly there a lot of the time. Um, it just seems like they just want to get someone there who, who's good on the ball to get involved with it. But I don't know. Like, before, I always thought it was like a Brian McGuigan sort of position, you know, growing up watching it. Like, Mm. it was always your most creative player, inventiveness, who get the ball with his back to go turn and he can pick a pass. But just the way teams are set now, it doesn't seem like that's as good a quality.
0: But the way it is now, it's impossible to say who's playing anywhere. Yeah, I couldn't tell you who's playing in any position watching most Gaelic football games. Not all of them now, but most of them you have, like... You literally either have 14 lads... You could have 15 lads attacking now at the goalies. Yeah. And 15 lads defending. Yeah, it really and, like, doesn't it's matter. It's literally just... So, like, sometimes teams hold a few lads outside the big screen that they're facing. Yeah. And then they're just standing there kind of doing nothing. Yeah. because And there's three lads inside, which blocks the whole thing up. Like, so like everyone is nearly playing in the same position. Like, yeah. I it's, uh, like It's just... It's just
1: a shame. It's kind of my point. It was just like no one knows like it's that central position anyway. It just is nearly non-existent. It's it's almost, it's just a space that needs filled uh, for kickouts and and when they line out at the start of the match maybe. (laughs) I
0: don't know. Um, We'll go on to Mayo and uh, Dublin. Um, Mayo and Kevin McStay was a little bit kind of, he was a little bit maybe sheepish after the game. He said like, I would have taken the draw and he said because um, they didn't play like they did against God like you no. know against God they are flying and you know flying into Everton and it was pure mayo and he was like I can't explain that I can't I just can't <laughs> <laughs> he was lost for words he was like because we were in the dressing room mad for this game we went after it as hard as we did last week just from week to week the challenges are different there's a different team in front to you who set up differently who have vast experience that's probably a nod to Dublin and Kieran Whelan kind of asked Lee Keegan at mm-hmm. half time, like, are Mayo a bit spooked um, by Dublin? And Lee kind of half, do you know, denied it. He kind yeah. of just acknowledged how tight it always is um, between them. But um, it's funny that Mayo, like, you'd nearly be like, did it and play it good, but, like, they still won.
1: Yeah, and they're they're getting sort of slaughtered for it. And, and the other narrative is that, like, Oh, Dublin are in a great place, but they've lost both games. Yeah. You know, it's funny how the, how the league can, um, and and the, the context around these teams is so important. Um, yeah, the, Mayo probably were just a little bit scarred with how easily the game got away from them last summer.
0: Yeah, um, the with, counter-attacks, they were yeah, done on a few of them, weren't they? But were they not yeah. up
1: at half-time? Or they were. Nearly, or it was uh,
0: tight, maybe, it w- Yeah. Point in
1: it. And it, that was the week after that brilliant win against Galway. So it felt like all the momentum was with Mayo. They'd won the league and stuff as well. You know, and then Dublin just ambushed them and completely it was a real soul destroying <sighs> defeat for them to be fair um, so no I, I don't think Kevin McStay would what all went out was like we're going to be passive and lateral and keep the ball but like I do find this happens in Gaelic football and it can't really happen in Hurling because the scoring distance in Hurling is so much further out that like a shot always presents itself pretty soon mm. but in, in Gaelic football like you're like yeah we're going to go out and we're going to attack but like you just fall into a pattern of play where like you're not realizing that you're the one that's just going side to side. You know, you're just giving the ball, right. thinking you're doing the right thing because a person's there, so you give it to them, and then they're thinking the same thing. Then it took Paddy Durkin like 20 minutes in to get the ball drive at the Dublin defence, and suddenly everyone picked up from that and was like, "Oh yeah, like we can sprint here, you know, and actually take people on and 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 make things happen." Because as soon as he did that, it was nearly um like a snowball in effect in that second half and then the rest of the team started to to come alive. But I thought Paddy Durkin was excellent and I thought I thought Ryan O'Donoghue was brilliant as well. Like there's a player that was, people are saying no one wants to win this league. Ryan O'Donoghue wants to win the league, he wants to win everything. Uh, he took a point in the first half, did you see it outside the boot? Mm. From a serious distance. I Just the bravery, first of all, to take it was something else and then I know we're going to talk about how he finished the match, but um, just his cuteness and his guile and... Um, everything about him I, I thought he was that's the best time I, best I've seen him play in, in a good world and I thought he was brilliant
0: yeah he is cute um, it's funny that you say that that it can kind of a game can slip into that kind of a way like yeah. in teams because that's what Kevin McStay is saying there basically you know like we were mad for this game we went after it as hard as we did last week mm-hmm. and do you think that it can just happen like if well, there's a team standing front yeah the,
1: uh, well if you have the ball you, you feel like you're doing something right you know Mm. it couldn't be that bad we've got the ball they don't have the ball you know so they're not hurting us and then you fall into this sort of false sense of security and then you kind of realise when you look at the clock actually we've been two points down for about ten minutes here we haven't done anything to change that around you know you haven't got that urgency and then that urgency usually reappears when when you when either you get a spark like I mentioned Paddy Durkin or
0: you loo- concede
1: you concede or it gets to the last ten minutes of the match and you're like oh god actually times running out we don't have forever here you know it just takes like a like a trigger before mm. you start playing again and it, and it sounds it sounds silly I know but like it's just, it's just so easy done is what I'm saying and it is something that that uh, teams can fall into but I'd say you'd be pulling your hair out in the sideline watching it and when you're not well, in as, the cauldron
0: as a neutral you would be like yeah when you're just seeing lads hand-passing it across and another lad just kind of standing beside him and with the players they him, have as they say yeah. like just shadowing and like, yeah, and you know like it's just it doesn't um, add to it um,
1: but like Dublin played their part in that too they set up defensively yeah. I think they were annoyed yeah. by the three goals that Monaghan you know that they leaked against Monaghan last week uh, so they did set up with people behind the ball like Conor Callaghan behind the halfway line, depresses me but Seeing him so far back defending, it's just like oh. He
0: was marking Bob too. He the time he got the mark and clipped it over like yeah. and um it's so funny. Like I'm sure you've seen Joe Brawley's piece, like where he yeah, nice was comparing it. him to um, James Milner, like and, yeah,
1: like on James Milner too. <laughs> yeah,
0: um, do you know that he was back and he was back in the full back line at times, like and you're yeah. kind of they're like, why is this? Um, like, Brawley had a classic in the Sunday, Independent, um, that, like, you you have to take it with a pinch of salt. Like, because, OK, so I'll just read it. Like, he, he goes, um, earlier on Saturday, I was on the Gaza peace walk to the door and bumped into Morris O'Callaghan and his wife, brackets Con's father and mother. will they not kick him the ball I said (laughs) and uh, this is Maurice O'Callaghan he's quoted saying don't talk to me Joe now they have him dropping into the fence I don't understand it my god so like like, do you think Maurice O'Callaghan's father is is saying this to Joe Bradley do
1: you know I don't know know, who knows like uh, every time you read one of his pieces he's ran into someone vitally important that week um, and with some sort of insight that you only get from being out and about uh, I just think Joe is just the luckiest man ever that he bumps into all these people. But a lot of people when they see Joe, they want to come up and talk to him. But if they did bump into each other, we'll give his parents the benefit of the doubt, and it was maybe more a case of they were going, oh, aye, aye, and Joe was doing most of the talking. Yeah, you know,
0: <laughs> like he—it's funny the way he has the like in the same piece he's talking about Cross McGlenn and he's talking about one the MacInty's, and Joe was watching the training and the training was unbelievable and. There uh, Jamie Clark was on fire in the training session, right, so they go back into the clubhouse and they're sitting in front of this two-bar heater in the clubhouse and he asks um, John McEntee, like, what is the plan, like, how, what is your tactic like, and do you know, he just quoted John McAtee word for word, like, and this is from like ten yep. years ago. Like, no, how no. can you remember a quote?
1: Exactly, how he can did you that about
0: someone from ten years ago. Like, unless you're like, he wasn't recording him. Like.
1: Yeah, or writing it down in shorthand or something. Like, yeah, um, he did something similar a few weeks ago when he was talking about Jim McGuinness, maybe before the Mechanic Cup final, and about how he ran into one of the Donegal players in the spar. When they were away at some, when Donegal were away at some training camp, and the training camp was like military, and the Donegal players were sneaking out to steal to steal Dubai <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mars bars and things, you know, and eat them on the sleigh, and they were telling Joe this and like see if you were doing something like that, especially like with Dublin and Donegal, where the secrecy around the camps is so massive, the last person on earth you're going to tell is Joe Brodie because <laughs> it's going into the paper, it's going on the airwaves, like so. I don't know. I'd say them quotes are. Um,
0: was that a few weeks ago? He said he yeah, met the Donny Gallbays. Well he
1: is he was recalling a story. Of the first time, oh, that yeah, Jim McGuinness, yeah, you know, yeah. was in charge, but he put the story out a few weeks ago. But sure, that's ten years ago that he's he's recalling the quotes. Yeah. So um,
0: I don't, although think... he's an
1: intelligent man, so maybe he does have like a photographic memory.
0: Yeah, he could, he could, uh, definitely, uh, good imagination. Anyway,
1: yeah, definitely has that. Yeah, but there is there is something into the, the con thing. Um, like, why aren't they getting the best out? And we talked about this a little bit. And like, is is it a Desi Farrell thing? You know, because he hasn't, has he produced the form? That he's produced under Jim Gavin under Desi Farrell, you know. Yeah, probably you, not, probably not. And you just wonder what it's about. Now, I think he was captain on Saturday. And if you're captain, and I, you know, someone like him who's so like honest. team first and honest, you know, he th- maybe felt like he had a lead by example. And you know, if I track back, they'll all track back. And there's definitely something in that. Mm. Um, but just yeah, like as a neutral, or I'm sure even as a Dublin fan, you'd rather see him near the opposition goal than near your own.
0: Oh, you would, you would. Um, yeah, you mentioned uh, Ryan O'Donoghue there. He was, he was so lively for that last free. And yeah. like man, most free-takers did kind of take that moment and this is it and it's a shot. And like, you know, this is yeah. the shot now I have. And he's just, he's clever and he's always, and Kevin McSay was praising him after. Do you know, I love loved the way he took it. He was clued in. Um, he takes a few kind of risks in his game. Like he was probably yeah. lucky to get uh, the free. Uh, yeah, probably. Like, King like he Murphy d- was silly. He, now he bought it, you know, or whatever, it played his for man's it. man's back, like he Bush, yeah, and it's um, so.
1: Um, but that's what we mean when he says he's cute. Like, and and so he he manufactured that for himself, and then he took it himself. Yeah. And I'd say, Killian O'Connor, maybe he was making his way over. He would have fancied the shot. I think
0: he was. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but like it was very like uh, corner taken quickly you know Trent yeah. uh, against Barcelona um, he just seen an opening and I think it's actually a disservice people say, oh he took the free short and then it went over. it wasn't short short no it was a brilliant pass but, you know so. like it, it, it was still it needed to be a dead accurate pass and for um, Fergal Boland yeah Fergal Boland to get it as well and then for him to get the winner that was just a lovely story too You yeah, know, yeah it brilliant yeah. yeah it's sort of it's sort of tying off the his like redemption thing given that he wasn't in the panel last year and we were talking about him last week so yeah, for him to have the nerve then because sometimes when you get a ball and you know you'd be a bit or,
0: surprised yeah, you don't he, see it like he needed to be
1: switched on as well do yeah, you know like because he probably wasn't thinking unless he maybe gave Ryan the A's and they were able to, uh, yeah. to work it but it all felt very um, instinctive and uh, afterwards it's a lot of it's like Mayo robbed them and stuff, and like they they probably weren't the better team. But if it was rule reversal, you'd be saying typical Dublin—they yeah. found a way to win. You know, <clears throat> um, I feel sorry a bit for Mayo. I don't know why, because even after the match, I don't think they overdid it celebrating. I think McStay was very grounded, saying that like he would have took a draw. But like any you know like comments and tweets and then everything else is like oh sure, Mayo have won the All Ireland again. They yeah. uh, like, in J- January, and you're like, I don't know what they're supposed to do. <laughs> do you know?
0: <laughs> like well, as most the youngsters run onto the field looking for. Yeah. Our- Gloves and football. They look for everything, like, <laughs> yeah nowadays. Uh, I don't know how how some players deal with like because with pictures of Brian Fenton and he's like smiling with Mayo fans after the game. Like Do you know, it's a uh, credit to especially lads that lose. Yeah, um, yeah. Just uh, Theo Clancy, I thought he was very good for for Dublin. He's obviously we've seen him for Kilmacood, mm-hmm. and he got the better of Aidan O'Shea who seems to struggle a lot against Dublin, doesn't he? Like even the free he kicked. Yeah, it was, it um, was a periphery. Like it was a, wild.
1: He did one of that. Remember, remember when Mayo actually beat Dublin, that semifinal in, yeah. in 2021? I think he got hooked early in that game. Oh, I and, did, yeah. And yeah. He, he missed, I think it was a mark, and it was close. And I don't know, maybe it was just something about the... the shade of blue that Dublin wear uh, yeah, it, does, it doesn't bring out the room, best of them
0: like the Dublin fans like, yeah
1: there's such a narrative with him and, and Dublin and and I, like Dublin, I think he's yeah, fantastic but, like I thought he was good last week you know and um, he brings so much to Mayo and I love that he's still playing in this corner forward position and they're not yeah. moving and chopping and changing him like that's your position we'll try to get the best out of you via that
0: yeah is um, going yeah. well isn't he like I know yeah. that just that match against Dublin that second half just has kind of clouded Everton that yeah. That could it's work in their good, favour. But they are playing really well, like yeah. um and winning a lot of games. We we'll go on to Kerry and Monaghan. Kerry won by uh nine points, three fifteen to one twelve, and like it wasn't a nine point win. No. Um like they were leading one nine to 1-5 five, five at half time, and Monaghan had missed a lot of goal chances. Yeah. Um and missed a lot of chances as well. Gary Moan had two or three whites. he got a great one after but um yeah man and martin is bad as as it seemed i suppose the 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 big thing was, was Sean o'shea full forward and he was um like he's some shooter isn't he
1: yeah like all all, all the talk with Kerry is that they're too reliant on the Cliffords and they need to find like on Earth another couple of shooters who can help take that scoring pressure off now that, that was sort of the same with Derry and it was too much on Shane McGuigan now they've got Cormac Murphy and that looks positive uh, Kerry's maybe the same but you, you, you nearly already have one in Sean O'Shea and if you can afford to get him into the full forward line alongside David and replace him further out the pitch you know and on, on, on Earth a player in in that mould, and yeah. you, you've got a real weapon there. Like, oh, yeah. because
0: if he gets the ball in there, like yeah. he will, he's well able to turn, and his shooting is so good. He's he's really good full forward. Like, he, he's because yeah. you see him, and he's like you were talking about, Khan. That he's such a hard working player that he'd chase everything. Yeah, you see, Shauna Shebe running after like mm-hmm. everything, um, and when he's in full forward, then do you know he can kind of maybe won't have to do as much of that and he's so deadly that I think it's uh, he's very good up there but um, the thing
1: is like David Clifford's next to him, he's obviously the man you're going to have to mark so no matter who's on Sean O'Shea it won't be as good a marker as you yeah. pick for David Clifford yeah. you know he's always going to be on the second best marker and he's such a good player you almost can't afford that like it's, it's that, and that's why having Clifford in the team so massive as well just because he takes so much attention.
0: Yeah, um, and so your man Killian Burke—it was his half forward. He got a brilliant mm-hmm. goal. He missed another one, and when he kind of took a bad bounce, yeah. um, was unlucky there. But he's not bad. He—he's real you know, direct.
1: I really like that. Uh, and they
0: need—they definitely need. Yeah. a new forward. Like
1: no, a hundred percent. And and I loved his goal actually, especially after the miss because top bins, wasn't it.
0: Top ends, yeah. lovely. Like, yeah. really, right? Re- you know, yeah, like like confidence after the miss. Like. That's
1: what I mean, yeah. Like, because you go hard and low, especially <clears throat> near goal, you're just like, just get this down and on target mm. and hope to God it goes in, you know. But it, like, he seemed to pick a spot and put the boot through it as well.
0: Yeah, like, isn't it mad? Um, Obviously, Tony Brosnan, he's not really fully back yet. Yeah. He had that lung injury, wasn't it, last mm, year? Yeah. Like, Michal Burns and Killian Spillan are lads who've been like... And you'd expect so much, especially from Killian Spillan, but he mm-hmm. hasn't really... He's kind of all you need him to kick on,
1: yeah. A little bit, it's like they were sort of impact subs in the the year that they wanted.
0: She got um, that brilliant goal in yeah. the final,
1: in, in and out of the team and stuff. But like always, someone to bring on at the very least, bring a lot of energy and all. But uh, just, just with, with the, the age profile that they're at now and stuff, you know, it's kind of like you know, are you like you say, push on or not, you know, and make yourself a, a mainstay in the team, and then um. I suppose the other thing that, like, Kerry were looking for this year was midfielders, and Drew O'Connor mm. seems to be getting that, that position. Uh, the Austin Stacks player, he, he was actually captain. He was, yeah. Kerry, but he, he wasn't in the team, such as the nature of the Kerrys, the way they picked the captaincy. Yeah, and then
0: he did his cruciate last, last year.
1: Last so he missed all of last year with a cruciate injury, and then <clears> couple that with, like, Stefano conbar's injury, and yeah. David Moore and leaving, and Jack Barry's not in the squad this year. No. So, like, midfield is somewhere they need to, yeah. to fill a speed. And he's, he, I thought he's been doing really brilliantly lately for them. He, so he's not exactly a fine because if you're starting for us stacks and, yeah. you know, doing what he's doing, he's always been there and thereabouts. But he seemed to find his way into this carry team and he's been doing really well.
0: Yeah, and the Cliffords are back <clears throat> as well. David, Jack O'Connor said they they were straining at the leash yeah. um, to get back. They're mad for road, he said, and they definitely look like it. David yeah. got a yellow... He buried, I think it was Gary Moan. It probably wasn't the worst uh, tackle, but that was within one uh, minute of coming no, up. would seen. I'd seen it in score B U. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was
1: following it, I was way, and it was just like, David Clifford's on, oh. And then it was just like, David Clifford, yellow car. And yeah, like, and in I'd my seen... head, I was like, he came straight on and shouldered someone, I bet. And I thought that was maybe what he did. Did you
0: see, um, someone was tweeting saying that, like, he has the yellow now, he can put the feet up, he's an excuse not to tackle anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, so, smart, smart, yeah. Um, <laughs> He's so is just that's obviously great to have him back, like he's so uh fiery as well, isn't yeah. he, Dave Clifford? Like even after his goal he went over and he was mouthing off Achillan Navelle. Like, yeah, I've seen that. Um He's
1: he's he is just axe factor, like he's just entertainment tenfold, isn't he? Yeah. Um I kinda hate watching Kerry when he's not playing. Not because they're playing bad or anything or they don't have great players, but you just know they're like, oh, <laughs> you know, could like it's be disappointing. Better, yeah. Like, I mean, like David Clifford could be on the pitch here. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's just worth it to see him. He got 1-1 when he came on. Potty Clifford came on. He's captain this year. He got a point. And we were saying this, like, when Fossett went out of the Club All-Ireland like, <coughs> monster, they went out.
0: No uh, last care- this year. Last right. the carry final, yeah. That the carry final, mm. yeah. Oh,
1: yes, right. Because he's East carry and all. God, the carry yeah. structures always mess me up. Um, that actually the break will probably do them good. you know uh, even if they didn't want to break and it's not that their performances ever dipped uh, when Foster were going on you know the sort of back to back runs that they were going on and the back to back All-Ireland Finals then with Kerry as well uh, it's just they're still just human and when you starve (coughs) them off the ball a little bit like Jack O'Connor did when they're coming back they are going to be as he says mad for road and uh, bring a new intensity and, and drive and I, I'm really excited to see them and very fearful.
0: <laughs> yeah, there probably is a lot of positives for, for Kerry because even in the first half, when the Cliffords weren't playing, they were pinging the ball around the place like vintage Kerry like yeah. class kick passes, s- brilliant scores. Sean O'Shea full forward at the f- centre of it. Um you know? So that was brilliant for them. The other Division One match was um, Roscommon and Goll. I don't think we've too much to say about this. Like the scoreline, no. nine points to nine, Hard watch. is like it's a depressing scoreline. Like yeah. I actually hadn't seen it, and I was watching the news, and it comes up nine nine. You are like ah, I know. That's not good. Um, the Bridget Spies, most of them were back. Ben O'Carroll. Ben O'Carroll played, yeah. yeah. Got a nice point. Um, so it is good to
1: see players like him back. Oh, we are still missing um, their kind of and stays. I don't think Shane Walsh yeah. was involved this time either.
0: Or Comer, yeah. You or know, Silk. Shane so. Sean Kiyally back. I no. You know, so like that's that's, so. that's
1: the spin of their team, you know. like So that is always going to be tough on them.
0: Yeah, but David um, Burke says it shouldn't make a difference. That's true. It's all right, yeah. Well, say so, that, <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Uh, having your best players on the pitch compared to not having them up makes yeah. a difference. It does, of course, it
0: does. Yeah. But
1: being ma- making the most of that opportunity or turning it into an opportunity and giving other players a chance and letting finding letting yeah, them find well, everyone form. is it's missing like, a few, like apart exactly.
0: from Derry, so That's, like uh, apart from Derry. Yeah, like, <laughs> I
1: don't know why they do that.
0: <laughs> we have an absolute belter of uh, ask the G or the, Our anonymous. Um, lines of inquiry and questions into us as we become agony ants uh kinda for the day, Lee. Yeah. So uh this was brilliant. I put out one yesterday and um it was what is the harshest thing um a manager has ever said to an individual in your dressing room? Uh-huh. And like I'm kinda thinking of this because like, there's a few examples in my head uh of things that have been said in my dressing room. Yeah. I won't mention them now. <laughs> um but there's a few absolute classics um sent into us. Uh so I suppose I might as well go through them. We'll discuss a, a few of them. Um one of them is one of them is just catch the ball and give it to a footballer. <laughs> so that's fairly straightforward. That is, yeah. Uh, but,
1: but if you could catch the ball you probably were a footballer, so
0: so yeah. Um managers can be they can go hard at buys as one. Um I made my hurling debut with, with two mates, never played before. Um you wonder how that come about yeah, uh, first of all at senior <laughs> the manager said that the three of us were in the new full forward line but don't worry the ball never goes that far up the pitch it was true too <laughs> uh, just
1: stick him in the corner where you can hide a little
0: so the, the, high, the expectations weren't high there um, <laughs> when the manager said we're putting you on for the second half I was already on from the start <laughs> Uh, landed, make an impact landed on to, okay uh landed onto a junior match this is my favourite one landed onto a junior match one time when they were stuck had been at silage for a few weeks before so hadn't been to training the beard had gotten long in the few weeks as well <laughs> um, that can happen when you're doing silage uh, the manager went through the team before the match Uh, explaining what he expected. He came to me playing midfield and said, Mike, I know you look like Jesus, but I'm not expecting miracles. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't
1: even kicked the ball yet or (laughs) anything. He's getting slaughtered.
0: (laughs) He hasn't been training for for a few weeks beforehand. He deserved it.
1: That's fair, that's fair.
0: He was always going to get it. Um, If it was a snack box, he would have caught it. Oof.
1: Yeah, they, we we're saying there's different versions of that. Yeah, the, the way chain. Yeah, I was, I has a place for it in the in the yeah, GA yeah,
0: dress room. keep people grounded? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> among the traditionalist managers, yeah, they love that. Um, you look, you are deceptively slow, even slower than you look.
1: <laughs> so You already look slow, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's even
1: deceptively so. That's oh, that's a harsh one. Now. Um, these are all going to be lodged in the back of my head for when I'm hurling abuse at.
0: Your winning team. No yeah,
1: anything. <laughs> anything.
0: <laughs> Told the striker he was about as useful as the G in lasagna. <laughs> All right. Not He's, much use, like. No. <laughs> uh, Half time. Lads, if I had one sub, I'd take off Tree.
1: <laughs> That's not a good indictment of that team.
0: We were fairly bad when you were the best at the full forward lane.
1: Ooh, even when you're <laughs> being complimented. <laughs> That. How would you feel like if someone said that to you, how would you react? You'd be like, yeah, wait.
0: <laughs> that is such a backhander. Uh, you'll need to lay off the bread. <laughs> it's the fat human again. Car um The last one now, though, I thought this was the best of all. Um, this is obviously from a soccer game because... You're not going to make too much out of uh, G.A., but it's just felt a had to be read out anyway. Um, when a parent said her kid was going to be a superstar and buy her a new house from all the money, he replied, the manager replied, it would be a bungalow just like him. <laughs> Nothing upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my
1: goodness! What dressing room is this? This isn't all the one dressing room. I hope. And so, no, no, just don't we got
0: loads, them. loads of responses now. Uh, but
1: but every every player at some stage in your career, underage all the way through to senior, whatever, you've always had w- at least one mental manager who could just fly off the handle like that and come out with, even if it's just a coach. Yeah. Do you know? There's always there's always at least one. You're <clears> bound to have had a few in your days. I actually remember
0: a time in one of our matches. Uh, we, uh, uh, our selector was, we were losing, I think, and our selector goes, um, their, their free-taker missed a few frees. And he goes, lads, you can stay giving away a frees because their free-taker is stink. He <laughs> wouldn't hit sand if he fell off a camel.'"
1: <laughs> we had a fella, um, he was on the frees and he was missing them. Or he missed a couple anyway, like in, in fairness to him, he would always have stuck them over and uh, the manager turned and said, And you missing them freeze? I could have put them over with wellies on. (laughs) 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 So that became a popular phrase throughout the dressing room for the next couple of years. Um, One that you'd never forget. And then one as well.
0: Lads don't live them down, like... No, they don't, no. They stick with you.
1: No, and and if it was you in particular, like, you live with it forever. Uh, I don't mind saying this one because it was me. Um, We were a point down and... I was tackling the fella near the sideline. Ball went out, her ball. I go to take the sideline quick because it's like seconds left or whatever. I step over the line when I'm taking it. So the referee calls it back. It's their ball. Oh, well, (laughs) he was so annoyed. And afterwards, the manager said, um, he's like, well, you've heard of the undateables. You boys are the uncoachables. (laughs) 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 And it was all in a direct uh, response to me. So I'll have to take ownership for that. Um, I probably am uncoachable in fairness to him. Uh, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't have my wellies on. So
0: yeah, you're not undateable
1: No, no, thanks. No, I'm actually getting married. So yeah, yeah, uh, I've got I've got that one kneel down. Thank God.
0: Yeah good stuff we will uh, head on to that's a great section I think we'll, we'll keep that up and hopefully people can keep uh, come back to us with stuff every weekend that was as good as we've got now yeah uh, absolutely yeah.
1: we'll be asking questions and uh, you yeah. tell us all, all the little gems from your clubs
0: yeah we'll come back now with uh, a small with a bit more football talk and then uh, Hurling talk as well. Right. ok so um, Cav- Donegal will be Cavan by a point Uh Ocean Gallum was, was was very good he got 6 points he's been on fire in, in the pre-season and you know he he's, he's a lad who um, he had a lot of hamstring injuries last year yeah. and they held him back and you could see he wasn't right I've seen him pull them a few times <laughs> once anyway in the league um, last year, but he's class, isn't he? When he when he gets going, like. yeah, he's a
1: proper class act. I mean, he he just got everything in the bag. You know, we talk we talk a lot of this today about players being direct, but he loves taking a man on. But he can also get the ball on the loop. You know, he takes his shots from distance. He's just like a real natural finisher. Yeah. Whatever whatever the best option is, is he's real he natural. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not that he has like a preference, you know, he needs to take it on this way or force this sort of manoeuvre to happen. It's just whatever way it falls to close the floor. Yeah. He's class. He he's yeah. able to to find a way to stick it over the bar. Uh he's he's a genuine joy to watch. And if Donegal can keep him fit, then like you don't want to put huge pressure on the kid and say stuff like replacing Michael Murphy and all. But that was a huge concern when Michael Murphy retired. Like we're not too sure where that sort of presence up front yeah. is going to come from now, you know, because Paddy McBride, <coughs> um has been suffering a lot of injuries in the last couple of years as well, but he's sort of taken on that like leadership role. While and Gallon's maybe taken on that uh, talismanic role, Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and between them, you're you're getting a good blend. Like, um, it was definitely definitely good to uh, to see him in full flow. Uh, although I was impressed with Calvin, I thought they were actually unlucky in the
0: end. Yeah, yeah, they're going well under Raymond
1: hmm Yeah, I was thinking too. Like Raymond Gallagher it's just it's just two games. Obviously, yeah, you got to win and just lost out to Donegal, who'll be one of the favourites, you know, to get promoted from division two. Mm. But do you think like when I think of Vinnie Corey as well from Monaghan, like these young managers who aren't too far away from playing and given an opportunity at county level and they're from that county as well. <coughs> um, they seem to get a real kick out of the players early on, like straight mm. away nearly. Um I think it's good to see hopefully it continues rather than getting loads of and I know it works for some counties and whatever getting outside managers in who've been there and done it before and they bring a bit of experience and whatever but there is something that must be hard to beat in terms of like you'll not find anyone more enthusiastic than a young manager from the county who isn't too long out of
0: the game do you know what I mean and like the thing people say is that um, when you're leave the dressing room when you're tired like you don't want to go back straight in to the same lads like but Vinnie Corey and Ray McGalligan are definitely proving that one wrong yeah um, and when you
1: look at just, Vinny Corey like why is that an issue because you, you may find it hard to make harsh decisions against these lads that were yeah. your teammates but Vinny Corey dropped Conor McManus he dropped yeah, Jack McCharlie Yeah club mate i think like, uh,
0: he's a hardy Yeah
1: but like he, but maybe a part of that is just the dialogue that he's able <laughs> to have with them that he maybe couldn't have you know as like yeah. a hard line manager he's able to explain his decisions and well, whatever way he does it, it's, it's definitely working. Yeah, we'll
0: talk quickly about Kildare. Like, they uh, lost to Cavan first week, lost to Fermanagh by four points. They were well down early on. Like, it didn't seem like much of a contest. They were missing... Sorry, David Burke. They were missing Derek Irwin, Daniel Flynn and Neil Flynn. So, three very good players. Like, But mm-hmm. it's not a good start for Kildare. And I know they were <clears throat> inconsistent last year, but they had a brilliant finish to the year to beat Roscommon, got to the preliminary quarter final, and were a kick of a ball from beating Monaghan. Mm -hmm. Like, you're expecting them to kick on. Yeah. But isn't it just, like, they were very poor the other night and I know Fermanagh were good and got some brilliant points from the Cullens. Did you see any of the points were unbelievable? But you expect more from Kildare, like, it's so inconsistent though. You don't know what to expect.
1: So, like, Kildare and Fermanagh, for me, are like, polar opposites and they've both found themselves in the same division mm. and Fermanagh came out the better of it like for me for are this really well organised well structured team that's got that understands um, what it is the manager wants they've got yeah. a very clear style of playing and then they bring their best players forward or to, to get the most out of them via that style of playing and it all sort of makes sense but Kildare like how do Kildare play football like would you even be able to say do you know like, like Apparently
0: know. like Well I watched a small bit of it On Diego And they were kind of Doing the same as Being defensive Like for mana like Yeah And that's not really How they so like are You'd yeah. expect them to be um,
1: Well with the forwards they attacking, have Attacking like know.
0: Yeah and kicking the ball But you just don't really know it Yeah
1: No I, I definitely don't I think they're very Frustrating to watch now. Yeah, They seem to lack Like identity sometimes And then they become Very <laughs> reliant on what is essentially superstars that they're lucky to have. I know a lot of them didn't play uh, last weekend or whatever, but when you think of like Daniel Flynn and like Dark Irwin for me is one of the best forwards yeah, he's class. in the game, you know. He's just magnificent <laughs> and like when you got these players, I think the reason of the inconsistency is is because they stand up in the nearly yeah. save you at times and then, but there's no consistency because there's no at least, and I don't want to be like, Glorifying systems or whatever, but um, they don't seem to have a structure at least yeah. to fall back on or to to get the best out of them. So I, d- I don't know what what way um, Kildare it's are going to know. go, but I think they're sitting bottom now with Cork and
0: yeah. Kevin Feely's brilliant player as well. Yeah. Um, they did struggle at the start last year in the league, and yeah. they they got out of it and yeah, finished with some sort so of maybe, form. But yeah, yeah, we'll I see. Mean,
1: but what is the goal for Kildare? Like, well, wow.
0: got Ireland quarter final, I'd say.
1: Yeah. I
0: don't know they're not um, going to win the Lancelot Championship well no the Lancelot Championship is harder to win than that <laughs> than um, getting to the quarterfinal Laud did a great win over Cork apparently uh-huh. their goalie um, McDonald was unbelievable um, it's good to see that they haven't like fallen off cliff there is life beyond Mickey Hart because obviously that was a a tough one um, for them to take at the start of the year but Joe Ger- Brennan could have went two ways went, uh, it could have went two ways Joe Brennan is in he said they won't be licking themselves after the match heard that so uh, that's a classic in fairness so it's good to know lick yourself in general it's great great to know they won't be licking themselves after that win good for them so loud is definitely big (laughs) things to come we have to talk about um, so you're our representative in the North League and this is uh, Leash and Justin McNulty like this is I've been following this story since Saturday like it's a it's a classic, like... Yeah. Well, he actually is a representative of the North. <laughs> <laughs> he is. And he's but, down south.
1: <laughs> but he's not,
0: um, he's not. He's maybe more committed to Leash football.
1: <laughs> well, maybe in fairness to him, when he took the Leash job, Stormont hadn't been up and running for about two years. Yeah. So maybe he was banking on that being the case. <laughs> Still, yeah. uh, it was kind of a big surprise when Stormont got up and running. The DUP kind of um, got things... Did it happen all of a sudden? Yeah. like It was quite all of a sudden, right. yeah. It was like a meeting and then you obviously haven't given up the news in the north. No, just so Justin it, McNulty. It was like That's a huge all. sting up there where like the, the meetings were being recorded and fed to this guy who was like live tweeting everything and they were trying to get a secret location. And it was absolutely mental. But anyway, Storms sort of up and running. kinda out of the blue. So in fairness, the leash match was uh, fixed. It was already scheduled. Yeah. but What can he do? Well, I know, but I suppose if you're a councillor or like an m um, PR, MLA, MLA yeah. no, <laughs> you can't um, and your job is to help run the country you know <laughs> you, you, when you weigh up the responsibilities or whatever but I, I I think they'll actually I'd be confident now that it is up and running and you know fixtures are set uh, they'll yeah. find a way maybe to to, to make it work but uh, he's suspended at the minute like yeah
0: he just like, snuck surely, off at lunch. Like, like apparently it wasn't something I know it's a big deal now but like it wasn't a like a big deal. Like he had like he wasn't going to make a huge difference. His party. Well, I have to go back up north, so leader, I'm not gonna <laughs> say it's uh, not a big deal or it is. <laughs> his party leader or two. Like he missed him being like elected. Yeah. As well. well like, I'm gathering for it. Like it's so funny. There was like a stream of um, the parliament, and yeah. he's there at two o'clock, and he's not there. Someone a screenshot, and he's not there at twenty past two. Like so funny, like
1: he's just on his way down the leash <laughs> <laughs> he's on his way down
0: to Wexford or Wagga, yeah, was away, yeah. and it comes out this morning that he got a helicopter That's he insane. got a helicopter down um, a source told the Belfast Telegraph that Mr McNulty went to Newtown Ard's aerodrome where he jumped in a <laughs> chopper to avoid the tra- Newton traffic Art. Newton Ard's aerodrome and get across the border ensuring he landed on time the added the helicopter was provided by a former SDLP backer With deep links to the GAA. Well...
1: (laughs) That narrows
0: the thing down. Yeah, it
1: does. Uh, That's creative
0: thinking, I guess, from
1: Justin. He managed to stay as long as he could before getting the quickest route down to the match.
0: And they won as well. They won well. You know, Um, it's (laughs) win-win. It is. It is. uh, It is win-win. It's understood Mr McNulty will not be resigning his seat, but will instead sit as an independent if the party doesn't restore the whip. Mr Eastwood... I'm not sure who this as, is now.
1: As the the leader, as Callum Eastwood.
0: He urged Miss McNulty to think very carefully about such a move. Well, there you go. There's underlining warnings there, at the very least. So, um,
1: I, 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 think it's, story I think it, is yeah. brilliant.
0: Uh, yeah. Do you know that his commitment that he his commitment to Leash? I do know. If yeah. People would say his commitment to the Parliament wasn't what it should be. Yeah. Uh, Going down to the match, like, and... It's one like, of, the Brilliant. Skyping off early. Like, who hasn't? Who hasn't left work early for the match?
1: To go to a GA match? Well, mm. I've, I've never done it with this job, that's for sure. I oh, have. You have? Um, yeah, I, Yeah. I, I I hope the story never ends. I hope it keeps coming up throughout, yeah. the, throughout the year. I'm really enjoying it. To really be do.
0: Um, at least you're on fire. Apparently, they have a new look team. Um... This Fitzpatrick lad got one, two. Evan O'Carroll is still there. Beat Wexford, who were one of the favourites in Division 4, beaten by 119 to 12 points. That's yeah. a 10-point win. Um, So he's doing a good job. We had his brother, Enda, in. Justin yeah. obviously won in all Ireland with Armagh, full-back. Enda was in here, with, was yeah, really he was brilliant. Really enjoyed fantastic. him. Such a sound man. If Justin's um,
1: anything like Enda, you can see why Leisha have got such a positive bounce.
0: Like, I, like... He he managed them in 2010. Yeah, and they were in Division in One. Yeah. Got them up to Division One, like
1: yeah. And like at least they've been they've been sort of rotting a little <laughs> bit in Division Four, little you know. Bit, yeah, and,
0: I, and I, is that two wins on the two wins? They should get out of it. You'd like think.
1: you'd like to think they get out of it again, you know, because mm. it's such a massive football in County as well. Um yeah. Like I remember watching them when Leinster's and it was Leash against Dublin was always a massive day in Croke yeah. Park, you know. Um, back back in the day as such, but. Uh, yeah, no, it'd be great for for Justin to, to get uh, the most out of them again. For him to take the job, so you know, when people do a second stint so far... Like, yeah, it's, it's nice it's to so see so that difficult. connection
0: he has with yeah. Leish. Like, I don't know where it came from, like, that he went there the first time, but yeah. that he'd come back, like...
1: Yeah, I, I have no idea, to be fair, but... Um,
0: even though, because he was under pressure at the time from Stormont, like, mm-hmm. about taking the job. And they were kind of, when he was appointed, they were kind of warned against it and this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, like he lo- he obviously loves it, like. But like,
1: like, like I said when we met, Enda, like there is a man who he had about eight different jobs, exactly. you know, and he was working exactly. them all, and he gave his like all for everything. Yeah, which is you why know. you
0: take his side here. Like. Yeah, yeah, just of, of,
1: of what we know of him, like I don't think he'd be uh, given full attention or like less attention no. to, to one thing. But uh, I suppose just when you're physically not at a meeting and it's clear to see, it's it's easy to. to Point the finger.
0: Yeah, if you want something done, you ask a busy man. That's it, exactly. Uh, yeah. So we'll <laughs> move on to hurling. Lee, um, there was some. I'll let you actually take us through the the, the hurling there. From Let's, because I'm the the hurling expert. Yeah, the hurling so expert, Claire obviously yeah. Claire beat uh, Cork, which yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it's always a good place to start. With like Claire and I actually heard them <laughs> saying afterwards that like Claire may maybe the closest team to Limerick. I, no, know I it's, think so I know it's early days and whatever and they, they don't have Tony Kelly to beat,
0: to beat Limerick last year in the Munster Championship like yeah. do you know? Um so nobody else has really tip beat them in a dead rubber of round robin back 2020 like, but Clare the team that put it up to Limerick do you know yeah. and yeah you're right they're missing Tony Kelly John Conlon Shane O'Donnell Peter Duggan Ryan Taylor five of their best players um, and beat Cork Um were very impressive in doing so. Mark Rogers stepped up and took the freeze and was very good in him. Um, and Daryl Lohan, who was a nephew of the manager, Brian Lohan, he looks like a fine uh, wing wingback. He, he's a very strong sort of player and was good there. So there's positives there for them. Mm-hmm. And then even just Cork themselves, <coughs> like, I mean, it,
1: seeing here, they, they actually got a lot of a positives uh, from this match, but quirks is strange when I remember watching them against Limerick in the league last year and they got a big wasn't that last year they got a massive win Patrick Horgan yeah yeah, in park, like, yeah under lights yeah, yeah on the lights that's exactly mm. it yeah and that felt like and last year the league felt even less important than yeah. it did this year but that felt like a massive occasion and you're maybe thinking because they were in the All-Ireland final the year before and you're thinking maybe they're the team that's going to push through and be the nearest is, is that what the scheme was nearly like a who's yeah. going to be the between the two I'd the have contenders. definitely
0: Clare ahead of them like, and yeah. yeah you're right Pat Ryan said the Cork manager he said there's a lot of positives and we're very proud of the lads and all that and you know like <sighs> given the lads that Clare missing and I know Cork were missing a few as well they were missing Alan Connolly Mark Coleman Fitzgibbon, um Ben Cunningham um, uh, some other they were missing a few others as well uh, Damien Cahalan. Like you were probably expecting Cork to to win, so I'm surprised he was saying, you know, we were very proud of that. Maybe just maybe managers just say different things to reporters that they wouldn't say in the dressing room. Yeah, um, you don't know, but it's positive for Clare definitely to win without the boys, find a few boys as well. Mm-hmm. The league is a bit more competitive this year because the top three from each group in Division One A and the other side of Division 1, the top three will be in a seven-team Division 1A in 2025, um, along with the best of the fourth-place finishers. So, like, it finally is is something to play for. And a bit of jeopardy
1: or, you know, like... Exactly. Yeah. So, but that's all it needed.
0: (laughs) It needed that. It definitely needed that. And um, so to be a bit more competitive... Um, yeah, and like
1: speaking of competitive, then you're going on to the Kilkenny v Wexford. Kilkenny Wexford, exactly. There's always fireworks for the them to play.
0: Always. Um, their last nine meetings they've had, uh, Kilkenny have only beaten Wexford twice. Hmm. So Kilkenny would kind of been seen as you know the yeah. kings of that rivalry, the kings of Leinster. But and they are the kings of Leinster. They've won yeah. the last four, four? going for yeah. five in a row. But Wexford just having kind of an Indian sign over them and they always rise it for Kilkenny that's kind of their thing um, so and then sometimes they aren't able to replicate it against lesser teams like at yeah. times like so that's probably something Keith Roster will be looking to address but one thing you would say about Wexford is that they have a completely new look team um, a load of young lads they've obviously had a few good underage teams um, like I can name a few of them here like Connor Foley Fullback he was he was given to me as like a, the one to watch for Wexford in the league. He's nineteen twenty year old from Wood, which is is Type Four Furlong's club, so he's comes from good, hard full back stock, you'd, you'd have to say, there, uh, Connor Foley. But he got two points from play from full back and was brilliant at the weekend. He's been brilliant all year. Uh, for when the Walsh Cup so far. So he looks a real fine what way that will work out when Liam Ryan comes back we'll see but Foley is definitely uh, looks like a starter they have a load of young lads Niall Murphy alongside him Um, Keane Byrne uh, I'm nearly sure he got the goal there's Corey Byrne Dunbar is playing Keen Malloy, who was centre back for the county champions, Nave Aina. Uh, Owen Ryan is going well. Corner back James Byrne got a point um, from corner forward and uh, wing forward and Tucker Kinsella came on and got two points. So these are kind of new names mm-hmm. in in Wexford, and they they probably needed it. You a know, a freshness, yeah, a bit a, of freshness. because
1: when you think of Wexford, um, I still think of like the Davy Fitz team. You know, yeah, exactly, almost. So you you want to just yeah, new names sort of sprinkled in with the likes of the. Exactly with the, with the mean stays and stuff, yeah. Take no, the
0: burden a-, a bit off chin Connor MacDonald um in ways like that. Richie Lawler is another young lad uh who um is going fairly well. So that's a big one for them. Waterford had a decent win over awfully beaten mm-hmm. by twelve points. Um Sean Walsh is a big full forward there, and he looks like a find. He he scored one for, one for them, so he is a find. The other games were Tip won well um, Jake Morris was on fire he's obviously like you don't really need to say much about Jake Morris he's just an unbelievable finisher um, for Tipperary Dublin were okay but there's probably a gulf there between Tip yeah, and du- Dublin, Dublin you'd expect like had one
1: over in Tip in recent years no? in the league? When's I thought Dublin? I thought it maybe a, yeah, a, yeah. a match in the interview I thought I was seeing that but yeah um, maybe they no, but t- Tipperary definitely seemed happy uh, with it for sure and then like Limerick Hammer, and Antrim hammered um, Antrim but that's as much as that. you'd expect yeah. yeah there's nothing nothing too new there
0: yeah and Galway, hammered Westmead mm-hmm. and last thing just in Division 2 I want to give a shout out to Chris Nolan and Marty Kavanagh like they're literally whenever you tune into Carlow or Mount Lenser Rangers or St Mullins these boys are just scoring machines um, Carlow beat Kerry 322 to 19 Chris Nolan got 1-6 from play Marty Kavanagh got 1-9 1-4 from play. Um, <clears throat> I think the two boys are as good a forward as... Th- I think they'd make any team. And I know people say that a lot, but I do think they'd make any team in the country. Um, Chris Nolan is unbelievable. Marty Cavan is the same. Um, just two deadly forwards who have... You know, they keep Carlo. They have a good team behind him. There's a lot of good um, young players there as well. But these boys have just been... For the last eight or nine years, and they're still... 27, 28 yeah. they've just been you know shooting the lights out really the whole time
1: yeah that's it they're still in the prime of their careers as well so it's good to see um, they probably won't get to see a maritime as though they played for like a no you know like a a, a, a Limerick or a Kilkenny or whatever but uh, it's good to see that they're still hurlers in, in other counties outside yeah
0: and like it's funny like Carlo is right on the border there mm. with Kilkenny and it, we had Mount Lensley Rangers for fail a long time ago and uh, Chris Nolan was on the team for Mount Lesser Rangers and they'd always tell us that you know they'd support Kilkenny and they kind of used to go on mm-hmm. as if they were from Kilkenny like do you know because yeah. when Carlo weren't really going well a, a good while ago but Carlo have a good team now they're obviously the Joe McDonough champions but I I'd wanting st- for sure like Kilkenny would love to have the likes of mm-hmm. Chris Nolan and Marty Kavanagh on their team at the minute um, but yeah. Um, yeah that's all we have time for this week we'll be back hopefully uh, next week with another um a classic. Hopefully, hopefully it just lives up to this week. Um, in the audience interact section. But um, yeah, yeah, that's all from this week, and we'll be back. Um, next Monday it's just hurling actually. Yep, Get it's away. going to be unbelievable. <laughs> the best show ever. So thanks everyone for listening. We we'll, we'll see you next week.